Today's reading is 1 Timothy chapter 5. Do not rebuke an older man, but appeal to him as to a father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Honor the widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to show godliness to their own family and repay their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. The widow who is truly in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day in her petitions and prayers. But she who lives for pleasure is dead even while she is alive. Give these instructions to the believers so that they will be above reproach. If anyone does not provide for his own, and especially his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A widow should be enrolled if she is at least 60 years old, the wife of one man, and well-known for good deeds such as bringing up children, entertaining strangers, washing the feet of the saints, imparting relief to the afflicted, and devoting herself to every good work. But to refuse to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ, they will want to marry, and thus will incur judgment because they are setting aside their first faith. At the same time, they will also learn to be idle, going from house to house, and being not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, discussing things they should not mention. So I advise the younger widows to marry, have children, and manage their households, denying the adversary occasion for slander, for some have already turned aside to follow Satan. If any believing woman has dependent widows, she must assist them and not allow the church to be burdened, so that it can help the widows who are truly in need. Elders who lead effectively are worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker is worthy of his wages. Do not entertain an accusation against an elder except on the testimony of two or three witnesses. But those who persist in sin should be rebuked in front of everyone, so that the others will stand in fear of sin. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels to maintain these principles without bias and to do nothing out of partiality. Do not be too quick in the laying on of hands and thereby share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Stop drinking only water and use a little wine instead because of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some men are obvious, going ahead of them to judgment, but the sins of others do not surface until later. In the same way, good deeds are obvious, and even the ones that are inconspicuous cannot remain hidden. This is God's word. This is God's word. Our faith as Christians is about more than our beliefs. It is a gift from God that transforms us, including the way that we think about and act toward other people. Here in 1 Timothy 5, Paul spelled out some of the ways in which Christians should regard and act toward other Christians who are different from us in age, sex, and social status. People in our society make money and succeed politically by segmenting people in the population into categories like age, income, race, sex, and other things. That segmentation makes it easier to market specific products to specific types of people. If a person can be clustered into a category, and especially if their tastes can be influenced, 
then new products can be sold to him or her. Pickup trucks, for example, are sold to industries and contractors who find them useful for work. But they are also marketed to youngish men who live in the suburbs. I'm sure they also know that some of these men watch sports, and they know which sports are most popular among them, what kind of music they like, and other personal preference details for their target customer. Segmentation like this creates peer pressure to conform within that segment of people. The more a person conforms to what is normal in his or her demographic, the more that person differs from people in other demographic groups. And the more that people groups differ from other people groups, the more distrust and even disdain can exist between these groups. All of this is reflected in the American church. Instead of seeing churches that are multi-generational, multi-racial, multi-economical, I couldn't think of a better word. I mean diverse in income. We have white churches, black churches, cowboy churches, hipster churches, churches for baby boomers, and on and on and on and on. Our church is no exception to this, although I wish it were. And I'd like to get there someday, somehow. That's because of passages like this one here in 1 Timothy 5. Instead of looking down on older men, older men should be treated like the fathers in the church, according to verse 1. Instead of viewing younger men as slackers, they should be treated like brothers. Older women in the church should be valued like we value our mothers, and younger women should be loved and treated as sisters, not exploited or abused. Widows shouldn't be relegated to the sidelines. They should be cared for by their own family, according to verse 4, and then cared for by God's people when they are really in need, according to this chapter. The church has paid a high price for this kind of segmentation. The transfer of knowledge and wisdom from generation to generation gets lost when all the baby boomers go to one church and all the hipsters have a church of their own. Instead of learning to love others of a different race or income level, too many Christians ignore and even distrust people of a different race or income level because they look and act differently than we do. I don't know any way to solve this other than sacrificial love from the spiritually mature. If you love Jesus, make it your goal to befriend some people who are as different from you as possible. Learn how to listen to their needs and problems and do what you can to serve them. If you are a teen or a young adult reading this or listening to me read it, please know that middle-aged, older, and even especially elderly people could help you grow in your faith and could help you avoid some of the mistakes that we've made. Give us a chance. We'd love to encourage you and disciple you if you're open to it. Maybe one way to practice this is for you to join one of our small groups and let us talk with you and get to know you. Your life as a Christian will be enriched for it. I'm certain of that. And I'll see you next time. Hope you have a great day.